0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and a host with only the hottest reality tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at just plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you wanna stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I'm excited because I officially have your go-to drink of the summer. Get ready because we're gonna have the ultimate night in together, sipping wine, watching Housewives, spilling all the tea with my new limited edition Summer Rose. It's light, it's crisp, organic, without all of the extra sugar or sulfite, so you're not gonna be hurting tomorrow morning. I'm calling it my Housewives Watching Wine that I crafted with my partners at Elix, which I'm super excited about. It's inspired by some of the most iconic Housewives moments in history. The one I'm drinking right now is I'm ready to flip a table cuz I feel like I'm going to be so amped up with the hot takes that we're going to be going da- that we're going to be breaking down today. So get ready. My new wine officially on sale June 10th at nofilterwine.com. June 10th, nofilterwine.com. You can sign up right now so that you get first dibs when it drops. All right. Today, I've got a very special guest, repeat guest on, who I know you know. He's got a killer Instagram, a wildly entertaining podcast, and he's the ultimate detective on a mission to find Khloe Kardashian's original <laughs> face. Please welcome host of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey,
1: Mr. Ryan Bailey. What's up, No Filter Nation? Oh, my God. I can't believe you're you're drinking at 10 a.m.? This is amazing. Listen, that's... that's- Bethany, I'm sure, was
0: drinking skinny girl margarita for breakfast. If she can drive around in a skinny girl car, I'm going to pimp the shit out of my wife.
1: Oh, my (laughs) God. You know, you're like the I mean, this is amazing. I think you are the first podcaster with a with a beverage line. I mean, that really is. You're like the Lisa Vanderpump of podcasters. This is amazing. Is it Lisa? I mean, honestly,
0: would it be? Lisa? Well, I feel like Bethany launched the first beverage of Housewives, right? Well, that was a cheater
1: brand. It was a cheater brand. She was (laughs) copying Lisa. No, yeah, Bethany launched the first thing. But Lisa, you know, I feel like that's L.A., Bethany's New York, you're L.A., you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I was like, what can I do? Because I don't do Patreon. I don't do I don't ask any of like the community (laughs) for money. Not to knock (laughs) any of it because it's just. No, no, no
1: i love that you said i don't do patreon so i will do a beverage line i mean I was like, that's a huge leap a beverage line is way bigger than a page like that's a that's like a mogul kind of a thing
0: well i was like what can i do that engages the community that would be like fun while we're all like i was like what is my brand i love to drink i don't like hangovers and i love reality tv and housewives so i was like of course i would love to do like a beverage
1: sort of like deal i, I did- I mean, it just, I mean, that seems like it just, it blows me away because that really is a huge deal. I don't think you even understand like a beverage line. There's only like, I mean, it just, that really is, it's like you lover boy. Um, and that's it. I mean, it would, I mean, I guess that's the only, your only competition in, in light fizzy drinks, right? Yeah. In, in terms of reality shows. Yeah. So we- now you gotta, you gotta take down lover boy now. Oh, my God. That's that's a lot of oh pressure God. to take you know down Loverboy. You, uh, you should get Hannah Burner to promote your, your line as a direct uh, competition to Loverboy. I would love to, but I think I've burned my bridge with Hannah Burner. <laughs> I think we all
0: have, actually. Well, she has been booked on over the past like eight months. She was booked to come on this show five times and canceled day of every single time. So then I was asked about her on another podcast, and I just like laid into it. I was like, I hate— Oh a day of cancellation and then to do it to me five times like in my head I was like there's no way she'll do it again there's no way she'll do it again and it happened five times
1: Oh my god and I just remembered you are the you this is the podcast that was on the first episode of Summer House yeah. this season because when I talked to I talked to Lindsay Hubbard a couple like a month or so ago and I I brought you up and I said can you please say something horrible to me right now so I can be on the first episode of next season because that was Huge. And in fact, I think podcasting, uh, Bravo should be paying podcasters royalties right now because as much as we get used now for plot devices and, and it's really incredible. Like everybody, I mean, uh, New York last night, everybody was sitting around a table talking about their podcasts.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Bravo needs to really leverage that. And so it's so interesting because then like Bravo has like the daily dish, but I feel like it's hard because once you're on the inside of Bravo, you're not okay. allowed to say as much. Um, I don't know. Well,
1: It's we'll, like, hey, our good friend Jax Taylor is joining us today. We love Jax over here at The Daily Dish. You know, like you can't ever be critical if you're – I mean, Andy can be a little shady, but it's hard to be really critical. Because his brand is shady. I mean, it is – I mean, it's – is it shady? I mean, like – I mean, that's like a huge conversation, though. I feel like so many people either love Andy Ho- Cohen or really hate Andy Cohen, and I just don't get the Andy Cohen hate. Like, I don't get that. Like, I, for some reason, I'm like, how I, I feel like he's such an easy person to like. And even when he's like shady, it kind of makes me laugh.
0: I don't mind. I like Andy. I, I think, though, with Andy, I think his time, like, he's reaching retirement. Like, you can just tell, not in a bad <laughs> way, but you can just tell at the reunions on Watch What Happens Life that, like, the he's, reunions getting you can tell. he's getting bored. He's getting over it, you know? And I think he has a baby now, and, like, his life has just changed that I'm sure he's already looking at, like, what the future of his life is going to look like. And it's he's done it for so many years that, like,
1: you know... Well, guess who doesn't have a guess who doesn't have a beverage line? Andy Cohen. (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, you're right about the retirement thing. I do think he's going like I, I said that I think a while back was that he's got to retire at some point because I do think he's getting to a point where he has so many more opportunities that do you really want to sit around like dealing with housewives every day or even just like the amount of housewives that have his personal cell phone it must get annoying like it it was probably fun for like the first 10 years and then if you're fielding like a a text from Ramona at like 3 a.m. or something it's got to be very upsetting at times
0: well yeah and like his life is just he has a child now like that just changes your whole you're not like you know a fun gay guy that gets to go out and party with housewives and do all that like it's just your life changes and I think he's ready to settle down a little bit more
1: yeah i mean it, it, well i i do i do worry too and i don't know if you worry about this i was just reading the uh reviews for real housewives of beverly hills they finally released them from last week and it was like a 0.89 or something new york and oc got bigger first week ratings this year which shocks me because beverly hills was so hyped up and i thought it was a really great episode but don't you worry sometimes is that we're so passionate about Bravo, but like, are we bringing in anybody new? Is anybody new coming to these shows or is it just us that are so passionate? So it's like a loyal fan base but we're not bringing in any new eyes. And I get worried about that because then some of us start dropping out as we get older. Yeah. And it's like, eventually, is it, I mean, is it just the OGs or is there anybody new being brought into the fold in terms of viewers?
0: I don't think anybody new is being brought in because you look at like the younger demo, they're not into Housewives. They don't understand what, Housewives is what their mom watches. And like you said, they're not doing anything to bring anybody new in. And if anything, we're all kind of becoming fatigued with the same old shtick
1: you know what i mean yeah, I mean it's a that that's something I think about all all the time now actually because it has become such a big part of my life and I know your life as well. But it, there is that kind of housewives fatigue and and when I started watching Housewives at the very beginning, you know, people were like, "Oh my God, it's like it's like Dynasty or it's like these you know uh, hour long soap dramas that used to play in the the '80s or something." And now, if you if you told a kid like, "Oh, it's it's like Dynasty or soap," they'd be like, "What the fuck is Dynasty? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? You know, like it really it, it dates." us when um it's just fascinating so i'm i'm hoping there's like a resurgence of a way to get fresh eyes because i think other uh streaming services like netflix paramount plus all of those things they're bringing they're getting the new viewers that i want bravo to get you know
0: who do you think of all the streaming services is doing really well in the reality game
1: um well i mean uh I mean, Netflix. I think is the the top, you know, just because yeah. they have so much money to produce produce content, and they've been at they've got an infrastructure to be able to to put multiple things into production. I do think HBO Max for like is like one to watch. I think whoever is behind HBO, like just just across the board, whoever is running HBO Max, as like hats off because they are just. Just across the board, their documentaries, their movies. Like, to me, that's a really one stop shop now that I think is could take on Netflix at a certain point. Um, but yeah, Netflix has to be, I think, the answer for that just because they can afford so much more and put out all these crazy ideas. And then, of course, Discovery Plus, but Discovery Plus is like, um, you know, if you want to like watch somebody with a uh, you know uh, a pimple growing out of their ass, they'll give yeah. it like a series deal on 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 Discovery Plus. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: No, I think I, I agree. Netflix and HBO Max. I think it's just doing like they got the Friends re- they got the Friends reunion, they got yeah, the Fresh yeah, yeah. Prince reunion. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watched the big. I'm assuming you watched the big shot with Bethany. Um, I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but and like. The filming of that show was so good. The like the shots it's, beautiful. and the, it's beautiful. beautifully shot. The, the show overall <laughs> was, you know, a bit of it had a, its kinks that need to be worked out. It needs to, like, see, um a, a, you know, a massage therapist to really work out some of those kinks. But but then again, it's Bethany and it's the first time she's well, ever done anything like this. I,
1: I was I was talking to that DJ Nicole Rose, who was a contestant on there. And my, my problem with that show was that, you know, like you said, it's like beautifully shot. Like you're not going to get a better looking show other than the hills, I guess, which is. Yeah. Uh, but like you didn't. Like, you, you kind of went in not really, they didn't pump up the characters enough where, like, I was like, I don't think, I was like, I think I could be in this show. Like, I don't even have a bit, like, I didn't realize that they actually did have really strong business backgrounds and it wasn't really talked about a lot. So we kind of were like, it didn't have enough foundation for us to take this seriously because i was like there's no effing way that bethany's hiring any of these people yeah like and then all of a sudden she was letting people go and then bringing them back as assistants and bryn her daughter was making decisions and i was like this is i was like this is is so confusing and it was kind of fun i'm sure it'll get a second season i don't know if it'll be with bethany but also it's just like a direct ripoff of the apprentice and i was like i mean i I was somebody that watched the i watched every season of the apprentice Mm -hmm. i'm you know it was crazy. I watched every season. I enjoyed The Apprentice as a comedy and it's a direct ripoff.
0: It really is. And I think in her head, it was like a full circle moment because she did The Apprentice with Martha Stewart that she was like, Oh, and it's all coming together. <laughs> a place of yes, all roads lead to Rome. Um, and so I think but there were just so many like what it is is they and this was probably her, she wanted to be the star of the show that she didn't want to be. Like when Donald Trump did The Apprentice, he wasn't the star, you know? He allowed the talent to really bring their strengths to the table that made us fall in love with each of the individual contestants more than we were in love with Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump was kind of just the conductor making sure the train moved in the right direction. And Bethany had to be the
1: star and even i think mark burnett was the 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 conductor that led everything in the right direction and i and mark burnett actually is one of the producers on bethany's show but you're right like those we actually did care about those characters on the apprentice and i'm not even talking about celebrity apprentice i'm talking about the original iteration and like this i besides dj nicole rose i didn't think anybody stood out to me i wasn't like rooting yeah. for anybody i was and i was like oh was this all shot in like two weeks like because of the timing and then i and she was like no it was over like a month and a half and i was like what that was a month and a half. i was like it, it made it seem like everything was kind of just thrown together and i know it was during covid but it was just it was just very weird certain aspects of that show so it was like it kind of worked as a weird david lynchian like i just kind of like kept thinking about how the production worked rather than the actual content
0: yeah, I agree. I or like when Bethany would do some of these like wild on the fly moments, I would be like, how is production dealing with this right now? Like, you know, they're freaking out.
1: Well, do you believe wild on the fly moments or do you think wild on the fly moments are very planned as wild on the fly moments? Do you know what I'm saying? And I wait, do you get this feeling all the time? I I hate that the further I get into all this stuff that my I have such a distrust now for everything I see. I do not believe anything. And I hate that's like. There are people that watch these shows and they believe everything and they're just like swept away by the magic and they believe everybody. They believe everybody's redemption arc and they believe. And me, I'm like, I don't believe anything. You have to prove it to me. I think everything's fake now. And I hate that about myself. Yeah.
0: No, I agree with you. I think I would say maybe 80% of it was because if you think about Bethany, she's such a seasoned reality star and producer that she understands how the mechanics work that I think 80% of it was planned chaos that she was like I'm going to do this let the producers know ahead of time but I think there were those occasional moments where she would throw a curveball and you can just kind of see like the camera shake in an interesting enough way that you know the producers and the cameraman are like oh shit we don't we're not prepared to shoot that shot or we're not yeah. prepared to do this or that that I think there were there were some of those moments um but I mean overall I would say entertainment wise the show was an 8 out of 10 as a show overall i would maybe say a six out of ten
1: yeah i would go six out of ten yeah definitely i mean i you know i watched it watched every episode i mean but also mike you know i think all of our uh you know we have a love hate thing with bethany herself and i i get really I also get very um, territorial and, and things like that of like, I don't think anybody is bigger than their individual show. Yeah. Like I don't think uh, Bethany should ever act like she invented housewives or she's the reason this is on the map. She's one of the reasons, but I don't think anybody on any of these shows are bigger than their actual show. I mean, you could, of course, Bethany is is, is the richest person uh, that, that has used the show now. And, and we got to see that journey. But I think when you start acting like you are bigger than where you came from. I mean, any in, in anything in life, not just housewives. I think it's a real issue. And I think audiences can read that. And they're like, yeah, we helped put you here and we'll take you out too." you know, like,
0: do you think that she's gonna have a career on TV? Or do you think she's gonna settle back and just let skinny girl run its course until it ends up at Marshall's?
1: If I, if I was, if I was her, I would do the the, the last one. But uh, I think she will have a career in TV for as long as she. Because once you are that rich and powerful, and you have that kind of team behind you, which her agents and managers and all that are just top top of the line. You know, she can do TV now whenever she wants. It might not be her own project, but she she pushed herself onto Shark Tank. She put like she has the right people in her corner where if that's what she wants, she'll be able to get it easily.
0: But how many times is she going to shoot her shot and miss? Because she tried to do her own talk show. It didn't land. She tried to do Shark Tank. I don't know if they're going to be picking her up much in the future. She tried to do her own reality show. That only lasted a couple of seasons before she was ready to dip out. She tried to do The Big Shot. I don't think The Big Shot is going to be a 10 season with Bethany type of show. It's not going to be The Apprentice. The only thing, the only show that she ever really had that was ever really successful was Housewives.
1: Yeah, and that's you know I mean it it will be interesting, and I don't know I don't know the awareness level of anybody in that kind of uh, popularity how aware they are of their success at a certain point. Like I always think sometimes you get to a point as where they don't seem like they understand. That it might be going away Their success Or it might You know like Like Kelly Ben Simone Still thinks she's on The Housewives Kelly Ben Simone Still thinks she's exactly In the series I mean she still Releases Danielle Staub Still thinks she's a housewife Still thinks she's like And so you get her Releasing these things Of like this is for the fans And it's like no That's for you And you're being crazy As hell Uh, And I love it. But it's it's interesting. People don't get it like they don't they don't seem to to be aware or cognizant at a certain point, which I think that same behavior is why they're great housewives to begin with.
0: Let's talk New York, because I feel like New York last time we spoke about New York, it was when we had lost Bethany and we weren't sure who the anchor was going to be. So we've now lost Bethany, Dorinda and Tinsley. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think of this new... Not that Tinsley really brought that much, we, but she we brought... Lost the,
1: we lost the anchor, Tinsley. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. Tinsley was like the little, you know, a little extra sprinkle on top of the cupcake that was already a complete cupcake that you would enjoy uh, yeah, without the sprinkle. loved it.
1: I love Tinsley, yeah.
0: Um, what do you think of this current season? I
1: mean, i I hate to like... I mean... Okay, I thought last night's episode. Uh, I don't know when this comes out, but last night's episode I thought was great. I thought it was an amazing episode. So much happened. You know, it was a it was a real nice, energetic episode as opposed to the first three that were very, slow. you know, slow paced, Which I don't mind on Real Housewives of New York uh, compared to others because I think you come to New York for the characters. You come to New and you have three ama- like you know you have three of the chicago bulls like championship winning team on there you got lou sonia and ramona so all of a sudden like if you watch any of their behavior to me that is always a winning combination but you have so much pressure put on five ladies i know that everybody's saying that but it's true five ladies is too few of housewives it puts too much weight on those characters and like we saw Uh, two episodes ago, Ebony went to bed early and then there's takes 20% of the cast away. And then Leah goes to check on Ebony. There's 40%. And so you have Sonia, Lou and Ramona just working their asses off and you can tell they know. So they're getting louder. They're like, ah, and, and, you know, I still love to watch that, but I hate it because I know that the fans are going to be pretty intense with, oh, this is not working. This isn't working, you know? And my thing is, I'm watching these shows regardless. Like, I'm going to watch them if they're the worst. I'm going to watch them if they're the best. I'd prefer to watch them if they're the best, but it doesn't matter. But I think it's good. I just think, you know, we're dealing with COVID. I think sometimes production gets a little lazy. I... Like I said, the the real show for me now is just kind of guessing how production works and like why they chose to go with only five ladies. Why are are they putting in the work? I I said this last week. I get worried that uh, we are thinking about this. I could be really wrong, but we are thinking about this so much deeper than anybody in production like we will take a moment and we will beat it to death. We will talk about it, we will theorize on it, and I sometimes worry that we're doing this more than production is, and that's why sometimes we're seeing kind of lazy scenes. Um and you know, Leah like we said is not having a great second season so far, and you know, she's doing that hor- she's doing that thing where she's creating storylines and I personally want to watch these shows. You just see this person's human behavior. And I, I really loved Leah the first season. I still like Leah, but when you start creating storylines or start going like, who's this Heather Holler Thompson and what'd she say in the press? And, and this, 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 you don't have to do that. Like the, the simple human behavior is so much more fascinating to watch, you know, without any interference that you don't need to do this. Like Ramona, Sonia and Lou, they can just be themselves. I mean, granted, Sonia's always at a 10, but like it's just fascinating watching them just naturally interact with each other. Like that conversation on the bus you guys last night, where they they were talking about like, oh, Sonia, you you don't, you just fuck you just fuck those guys. You know, they I was married to Tom. Da-da-da. Like just just their normal conversation to me was like a play. It's like so good.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. But I also feel like like, I think Real House Housewives of OC is done. I don't think we should even try to bring it back because you're going to try to either revamp it or bring back old characters. And, like, I feel like at this point you've lost so much of the audience that I don't know if you can salvage OC. And we're getting to this point where the formula, like, I love Lou, Sonia, and Ramona, but I'm getting to the point where it's the same thing. Lou like Luann's always gonna be a total narcissist. Ramona's always gonna yeah. put her foot in her mouth. Sonia's always gonna be drunk talking about the Morgan family. It's like how many seasons of that can we do? Like it was enjoyable at the beginning. It got fun when we brought in some new characters, and now it's just a lot of the same thing with no new storyline or energy or direction for the three of them. Like at this point, they their lives have become the show. Yeah,
1: but would you say the same thing of, like, I don't personally like them, but people seem to still be insanely uh, in love with the Fast and Furious franchise? You're not like, why is there, why do they keep doing these movies? You know, like, I hate Vin Diesel. Like, I feel like there is a, but but it it then lends itself to the argument of, we know Lou and Sonya and all that stuff, but are they bringing in anybody new? Is anybody, and that's why new casting is always so. That's why Leah was exciting last season because here was he was like a disruptor for the season. Yeah. You know, she was going through something, and it was we were locked indoors during COVID, and it was very exciting to watch. You know, somebody like really go after uh, Ramona and, and things like that. So I, I I can go both ways on it. I just I just worry about like I'm just thinking into the future of like what is the long term longevity of these shows. Yeah and it, it it's it begins and ends with casting and i think casting has been uh extremely lazy and extremely one note in the sense of they're just trying to bring in people to teach other people about um a race in america yeah you know about ethnicities and stuff like that and It's uh, which I think is a very important conversation that I'm glad Bravo is taking on, but it can't be the only thing we do. You know, you got to bring in other new people because it puts so much weight on that person that they're bringing in. Like I, I just watched a scene from Beverly Hills this week where Crystal Mingoff and Sutton get into it. And, you know, Sutton, unfortunately, doesn't look too great in the scene. And I'm just like, but that's our new person we have is, is, is Crystal. And that's just a lot of weight to put on her.
0: Yeah. I mean, we also have Kathy. I, I'm really, oh, Kathy.
1: <laughs> I love you the way I'm God, what an amazing. Oh, so good. So
0: I'm really excited. So New York was just a little slow for me. I'm excited to see Heather's addition. I feel like it's going to be a fast burn though, where she's going to come in, there's going to be heat with Leah. And then who knows what the rest of the season's actually going to pull or actually going to bring to, to, the audience that's new or different or exciting. But with Beverly Hills, I feel like there's so much more story there. Um, We have a lot more, we have a lot of women on, on Beverly Hills. We have what, eight women that are on the show. We yeah. Have yeah. Sutton, who's not technically new, but a new diamond holder, even though I feel like she's probably gotten the same amount of camera time this season than she did last season, which was a total burn on her last year. We have Crystal and then we have Kathy. And I think Kathy and Crystal, I'm very excited about And I'm thoroughly enjoying both of them
1: already. I mean, when Kathy, when Kathy, like at the end of last week's episode, just randomly said, I used to practice dental work on the neighbor kids. I was just like, what? Like, I mean, it was, that to me is everything I love in a Housewives show. of Just some innocuous comment that you're like, what did you do? You you were like a kid and you were practicing dental work on other kids and you made Kyle and kids. It was so vivid to me that it's all I could think about. And those are the moments I love of just like, it, she just said it off, offhandedly, you know, just like nothing big. And I was just like, I want to know more about that. Kathy, see, Kathy is already endlessly fascinating because how do you raise like Paris Hilton but you know I mean it's just to me I was like what a great addition I'm so happy she uh agreed to join
0: what do you think we're gonna get from Erica this season
1: I mean a bunch of bullshit I I don't I don't I already I was getting annoyed because I feel like she's trying to it's so funny. I feel like it's two forces coming against each other. She's trying to give herself a hero edit, and production is not trying to give her that. So it's like her every like. Even she got dropped off at uh, Dorit's house. Um, or Dorrit, as Kathy says. Dorit. And she was like, Thank you so much for the ride. You know, like she like says to the Uber driver, thank you so much for the ride. And then production is like putting like overflow closet and like showing gold boots and showing like all of ooh, this the uh the Erica Jane personal collection jewelry is being brought out. You know, it's like it is insane. And I gotta say, it was like really it was one of those things where you watch and you you kind of laugh about and all that stuff, but you realize the severity of that situation. And I sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I would have lo- I would love to know the conversation that went on in her head or with her people about why go on this season, because I feel like this not only could hurt her case, but it just I think it reminds the viewers of how I don't know, like it, it started making me think of the overall uh, uh, if if. If wealth really exists or if it's just people stealing from each other and stuff. You know, like you start thinking about these bigger questions of these aspirational lives, which was what the housewives originally were. And then you realize in is it aspirational if you potentially have to go to jail?
0: It's so interesting because we've seen so many of these different cases kind of play out where you see that the money isn't really like The wealth isn't real. It's an illusion. It's an opt... Like, it's really just smoke and mirrors at this point. And how many times have we seen it with all these different housewives? With Erica, I'm curious to see how it all plays out because everything broke while they were filming. Like, like these current scenes were pre...
1: Divorce. they were put pre- But I feel like she knew something was coming. I feel, but even if I mean, she like, knew something
0: was coming, it didn't break into the press in the way, like it didn't become the big scandal where all these other lawsuits came out. Like there was one lawsuit in the works which was Edelson in Chicago. That one was in the works that you could say she probably had a heads up about that. But now we have so many other victims and so many other cases and lawsuits and now Tom is has pretend amnesia and like, you know, it's just, it's
1: really Really blown up. Well, which, by the way, we we have the same situation in Real Housewives in Salt Lake City where yeah. the story blew up while they were filming. Like, I mean, we we potentially have the first Housewives show where an FBI agent might have a talking head. You know, yeah. like, that. that wouldn't that be amazing if, like, Agent Smith is one of the characters in next seasons of uh, Salt Lake? Like, that'd be amazing. I would love for an FBI agent to be an ongoing, recurring character on a Housewives show.
0: How are you feeling about Garcelle this season? Because I appreciated her in the premiere.
1: I, I really, man, that, that uh it, it, the same thing as the dental line with Kathy is the same thing with the fish line with Garcelle right. of like, oh, my, my boring fish is uh, named Kyle and my, you know, this other, I, I just like, that's so great. That's to me, that kind of level of petty and specificity is so great. Like if you, you know, I came from an acting background and if you can be specific like that, that's what I think endears you to an audience is because you, you know, it's just like, that's so specific. Like, people usually can't make up that kind of stuff. That's, like, real, you know? Do you
0: think Kathy Hilton will, well, I guess, do you feel like she has, and will she continue to rehab her image from the Paris Hilton documentary, where she looked really
1: bad? A thousand percent. Also, I don't think... I don't know what the aware, I mean, I watched the Paris Hilton documentary and I, I know a lot of people did, but also the awareness of that, it kind of died out that storyline. Yeah. And unless Paris comes on and brings it up in this, I don't think people are extremely aware except for the hardcore, hardcore people that have watched that whole situation. Uh, you know, and, and of course you guys, he's referring to Paris Hilton. I think she put her in like an outward bound thing that she got uh, kind of assaulted and some weird shit happened. But um I think she can totally come back from that. I mean, also it wasn't like Kathy was like some folk hero to begin with. And that like, really, it was like, I didn't, I mean, I obviously expected something weird to happen in that family. Yeah, You know, I mean, I was around when Paris Hilton first got successful. You know, like I, I was, I, I mean, I remember when the, the sex tape came out, I were like, these were all, I didn't think that they obviously were like perfect parents at all. Yeah. Um. So I think she can definitely rehab. In fact, I think this will help Kathy, uh, you know, if it does anything.
0: I think it's part of the reason she decided to do the show finally. Aside from being born in quarantine, I think she was like, I got a really bad edit in the documentary. I have an offer that I get every year. Let me be a part-time housewife and let's just see how this goes. But I'll only be part-time so I can be funny and cheeky and zany on the show. And, you know... I feel like Kathy's the perfect combination of, of Kyle and Kim. She's kooky, zany, crazy, but she also has the glam.
1: Yeah. And I love her voice, too, of like, it kind of sounds like Martha Stewart, but then at times she can go high pitch and, and be a little like Paris Hilton. So it's like a really fascinating voice. Like, I can't wait to hear more of it.
0: Thoughts on Rinna and how many seasons she has left?
1: Personally, I want this to be her last season. I do not like Rinna. I've always disliked Rinna after her third season. And, uh, but, you know, I think she, but but me being wise about it, she can be on this as long as she wants. Like, uh, she's not going anywhere. And also it's something that I've come to terms with in the last couple months is that hating a housewife is pretty much the same as loving a housewife. You know, is that, that's how these shows work. I think they only work if you hate somebody passionately and love somebody passionately, you know?
0: Can we talk about Teddy? Because Teddy- No,
1: I prefer not to. I know, no, I no, know. No, 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 no. But <laughs> so many
0: people hate Teddy that that's what keeps her relevant.
1: No, no, no. I think that's a different thing. That's not hate. That's like, I hate to be bored. That's not, that's not, I don't hate like the, she makes me laugh. Like she was like, she was like aghast at like two women kissing each other or potentially hooking up last season. She was like, what Denise and what? Like, I mean, it really, that said so much about her to me. Um, Also, you know, we can call Teddy boring. I mean, the, if we had, if we were able to show on this show, her all in diet practice and all this the stuff that got raised about that. Now, to me, that's a great storyline that I would love to see Teddy defend herself because Teddy does not defend herself very well. No. Teddy is not good at speaking. Teddy is like she's and not even she is just Teddy is just Teddy's like the redheaded stepchild. Like I just uh, t- and it's, it's fun. It, I love making fun of Teddy. Teddy is somebody that I love making fun of, but also I, I, I think when you, then it's like Erica Jane, when you then get into harming other people and making money off of that, it gets like into this really dicey situation where it's like, ah, man, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep you on here and potentially bringing in new, new clients to your diet stuff. I mean, it just, I feel like gives it a weird platform.
0: Yeah. But I feel like with like there's something about I don't like Teddy and she's had some very unnice things to say about me on her podcast so wait for real yeah oh what'd she say she did well I had I interviewed Jillian Michaels and I asked Jillian what she thought of the whole like all in with Teddy scandal Um, and Jillian's like well is she a registered dietitian and I said no she's not a registered dietitian and then Jillian was like well I think you know these people like Teddy just need to stay in their own lane and like she said something to that effect. And then it got picked up in us weekly that Jillian Michael slams Teddy Mellencamp and tells her to stay in her own lane. And it like went everywhere in the press and Which, you're welcome, Teddy, because no one was fucking talking about you prior to that after you left Housewives. This was a couple months ago. And then she went on her podcast and said that I baited Jillian Michaels into saying something bad because I was trying to make press. And that's what these podcasters do is they, they try to bait their guests into, I don't know, she just...
1: I wish I baited guests more. Like, I, I mean, like, I like sometimes I'm like, ah, man, I wish I'd, I mean, but like, I'm not looking to get into any kind of podcast war or even have like Teddy even know who I am. But at the same time, I will say like it got announced that she possibly could be coming back to Beverly Hills for like an episode or whatever through Kyle. And if and if and when she does, I, I already have a guest lined up that it's part of all in that will be reading her text messages. We'll be reading like because I just think that needs if you're going to have the fame part of it and you're going to be on national, then you're also going to have to deal with the other part of it. Yeah. Like this isn't something made up. These things are happening. And this is something that you got to be careful and If She is profiting off of this. I mean, I still want to know how her husband's security company was the one that was watching Kyle's house and all her purses got stolen. Like, yeah. I mean, I want more about that
0: there were so many good storylines that we could have really delved into with Teddy, like the all in stuff really dived into more of the security stuff that I don't think we really got. All we got was Teddy trying to point the finger and hold other people accountable. And I would have loved to have seen her in the hot seat being held accountable. The way we're seeing Erica having to speak for herself this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, it uh, it would have been great, but at the same time, I do think it'll be, and this is me just being honest, it will be more entertaining to watch Erica defend herself yeah. than it ever would have been to watch Teddy defend herself. Teddy would not have held up to any of it. I mean, we saw her cry uh, with the first or second episode last season when Sutton said, you know, I thought Teddy was boring, you know? And then she's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Like, I mean, which was hysterical. But like, we know she doesn't do well with any kind of like uh, critical eye on her. So That's
0: why it would have been enjoyable to watch her squirm.
1: It would have been, you know, like, he Here's the deal. I don't care at the end of the day if they take somebody or leave somebody. I'm going to watch these shows regardless, you know? But what I do want, though, is I want if somebody's kept or left, I want it to be because the production really thought about it. They really talked it out. They really said, what could we possibly get from this person? I want to know that work is being put into that. Like I I do, like I want to know they are really thinking this through because if not, and it's just like, well, just like, it'll, it's less work. If we keep her, you know, like I, I want these shows to like, I really want them to be, I want them to hold up and I want them to stand the test of time. So like, I want them to put the work in and they might be, it just sometimes feels like they're not. And it's like, they're taking the easy way out sometimes.
0: What do you think of the All Star series?
1: Um, well, did you hear? It's not even their 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 uh, Bravo is really shying away from calling it All Stars. It's going to be called, um, it's it's called Housewives Mashup, which is a terrible fucking name. Terrible name. it's worse, well, probably than, the same worse than Summer, Summer House, House Winter Charm. Winter yeah. Charm.
0: Like, what yeah. the fuck are we doing?
1: Well, now I'm uh, well. See, this is my thing. It's like, are they? Are they purposely, this is how paranoid my mind is now, are they purposely giving bad names so we'll talk about it incessantly? Because I have not stopped talking about Summer House Winter Charm, you know?
0: I don't know if they're that smart. Well, not that, I don't know if it's that well thought out.
1: Well, I mean, that's what I just I, I just question everything now. I'm like, how do you call it mashup? Like, I understand not wanting to call it all stars because maybe you want to leave it open of like, we're not saying as Bravo that these are the best. And by the way, the cast is not the best of the housewives. It's really, you know, they're all housewives, but it's not I wouldn't say all of them are all stars. But all stars is a way better title than mashup. Mashup is dumb as hell and i love the concept but this is what i i said all along is that like bravo needed to get in the game and by that i mean 90 day fiance and that whole 90 day fiance universe was trouncing bravo literally took like literally copied bravo and then ran with it like everybody on 90 they gave they were given their cast members gopros they were given i mean they they will i'll i'll watch like a 30 minute shower scene with colty from 90 day fiance and they'll put that up as a show and bravo is like very particular about their brand and stuff and i was like it's time to be less particular and it's time to throw everything against the wall and see what sticks because 90 day fiance is getting like 3.2 million a week yeah, and bravo's barely cracking a million now like that's a huge and and bravo was the one that started this and that's why i get infuriated because i'm like you got to start doing shit like this and that's why i love summer house winter charm i love bravo like i'm like yes make it so we're part of a universe like let's let's co-integrate let's integrate this stuff and i know andy said well that's you know if that ever happens, that would be, you know, like kind of the death knell. And he was wrong. He was 100% wrong. He did not see the future of where all of this was going. And I think he came to this decision. Well, it's probably not even Andy's decision anymore, but it, it was brought a couple years late. They yeah. should have been doing this a couple years ago. And I'm hoping it works because I think it really will be a way to, to, really stir up some uh, support.
0: I don't know if you remember all of the VH1 shows prior to the whole big Ryan Jenkins scandal that kind of ended all of that and killed 51 minds, but loved it. Loved it. They took like flavor of love. And then they, they continued to evolve that one, dating show launched you know different variations similar to Housewives it started in one and then it branched out and then they went and they did Charm School and they did I Love Money where they just continued to create that universe and they were the ones that did it first and did it successfully in a way that like I was so engaged watching these women in this bad girls club style show trying to rehab their image with like Sharon Osborne and Monique like it was just such fascinating TV and then you had I Love Money where they're competing for for uh, like a big what was it like a quarter of a million dollars so you just had so many fun and different ideas that they were willing to play with with these characters that they knew were stars but they knew would grow stale in the same format and that's what we're finding with housewives is they're growing stale in this same formula that we need to shake things up and i think this all-star series was a great way to do that i feel like it's gonna fall flat though
1: well i mean well and and you're right like that vh1 that whole period of time i mean i watched all of that crap you know like and someday they'll write a book on that because i really thought they like i was watching celebrity fit club oh, i was yeah. watching i was watching uh uh you know celebrity rehab i was watching vh1 was really like knocking it out of the park and you think about this whole period of time where it was like vh1 was the, one of the places to go for these reality shows and i mean even MTV to a degree i mean there's were more kind of like Pimp My Ride and Room Raiders and stuff. But I'm like, they have all of this amazing content or, or content. And I don't understand. Like, I know what happened with 51 Minds and stuff, but I don't understand why VH1 and MTV aren't doing, you know, a reality show channel together of like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, they have all of this content. Why are we not, why are we not seeing Next on a daily basis? Why are we not seeing Celebrity Rehab again, like on the actual – uh, channels like this. This is stuff that I, I feel like inspired all of the things that we see today. And it it wasn't even like bad bad. It was like why are we not running any of this stuff? It, you know they they just thankfully started uh doing real world again on paramount plus and they did the real world uh, homecoming uh which i loved this past season but it's like these are the history of reality shows and it's like i always think like put some respect on that name you know Is like this is where all of this came from but it's like we've we've uh like matrix or like we we've made everybody for we've mind wiped everybody and like these shows are kind of forgotten about in the grand scheme of things you know
0: Last summer, I did a fun like OG reality stars theme where I interviewed a lot. Like I interviewed uh, Tiffany Pollard and Megan Hauserman and like all of those Uh, old reality stars. And it was so much fun for me. And I was surprised at how many people like thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's funny to see like a lot of them are like they still have beef with each other to this day. It's been like 20 years and they're like fighting with each other on Instagram still.
1: See, and that's, that's the, I mean, this is like now like the state of the union, but that is another thing that we, you know, if I was running any of these networks, you gotta be, they they gotta be really careful about social media. Social media is eclipsing all of these shows, especially with Bravo. Like you gotta put a leash on this stuff, you know, like it's like I get with like the bachelor franchise and all that part of it's just becoming Instagram famous. And that's why people do it. But on these Bravo and stuff like that, you should not be having these fights in any kind of social media. You, you know, it's like, it should all be on the show. And if you're going to let them fight on social media, you damn well better be doing a show each week to catch the viewer up on all the insanity that happened on social media. It's not fair. You're leaving out, I would say 40% of the audience not being aware of social media in the capacity that these housewives are using it. And then you're having the other 60% completely aware of it and wondering why these shows aren't touching it. Like it's it's so ridiculous. You're 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 mapping out these seasons without anything being filmed like the second show is better than the first show the actual show.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it's the same reason like the Kardashians have kind of grown stale with their shows. It's like everything happens on social media that when you watch it on the show, it really isn't anything new or interesting or entertaining. And now they are bringing in this, you know, their final season. They're bringing in like Addison Rae and these like other TikTokers and Instagrammers that are really, you know, fan accounts. Well,
1: it's it's like in old sitcoms, you guys, they would do this thing where they would have a baby. And then the next season, the baby would all of a sudden be five. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, oh, we're going to add some new juice to this cast, you know. And it's the same thing with like Kardashians this season. We're bringing in Addison Rae. And all of a sudden you're like, why is a 20 year old running around with Courtney?" Like, this is so weird. But also Kardashians is kind of like I had um, the creator of uh, Nori's Black Book, that what? account that's insanely popular on yesterday. And they had her on the show this season. They had her on the show where they revealed the identity and they got to meet her. And it was great for, it was great in the sense that we realize how much they are aware of the social media of the show, because that to me is like a, to me, that was a really fun blend of being aware and using what's out there and, and realizing that they're aware of the universe that they created, which I think is like really important. And that's why I think we're also seeing things like the fourth wall being more brought into Bravo because that's, the reality of this situation if you're going to be real you got to talk about the reality of like there's cameras pointed at these ladies yeah like we don't see that we don't see the lighting we don't see all of this stuff so they've become
0: famous because of what was
1: yeah and when we get a peek behind that curtain i think that's uh it's it's like goosebumps, you know. I'm like, yes, yeah, so, oh my god! It really, it really sucks you in. I think when you have one of those moments, and we're seeing them now more and more on Bravo, and I, I applaud that.
0: Yeah, it's about time. All right, I want to do a quick shady rapid fire with you to close out the show. Yeah. Do you believe Luann really is allergic to alcohol? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> would, are you, would you drink her froze
1: her foze? Yeah, I'll drink anything. Yeah hundred uh, percent. No, it looks disgusting. <laughs> There's no alcohol. What's the point? No, you're right. I see. I don't I, I, I have to tread lightly here just because. I personally don't get non-alcoholic uh, drinks or like mocktails and all that. Yeah. But then I have a lot of friends that are uh, sober that really love them. So like, I can't, I can't speak from that experience because I'm like, what a waste. Why not I just drink diet Coke or water or something like these things? I, th- I feel like it would almost make me want to drink more or, you know, but if it works for them, it works for them. But it is funny of like Luann going like, go get my bottle of rosé from the car. I, I want to drink that here, you know? <laughs>
0: But there's a difference between a a, a mocktail because a mocktail is is fun. It's a beverage, but a a Fosé just like sounds like a sweet, syrupy, like Capri Sun. No, thanks. Uh, Do you think Ramona is truly a work in progress or a train wreck beyond repair?
1: A train wreck beyond repair, but I will say... A train wreck beyond repair will still, you know, get a couple stops right. And you can see in her way, she really does love Sonia. You can see in her, way, and also she, I love how she starts every season with being peaceful and being like, you know, agreeable. And then you see that kind of slowly deteriorate over the season. It happens every season. And she was like, with ebony of like, oh, I get along with you. I love you, you know? So I really find that fascinating. But I think she's a train wreck and that's why we love her. She's one of the only ones that is a train wreck that I, a hundred percent love, and I don't know why. Like yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't love Ramona. Like that's, I shouldn't love her as much as I do.
0: Bethany's Skinny Girl brand. Would you rather have DJ Nicole Rose's Skinny Girl syrup shots, or would you rather have Skinny Girl cold cuts?
1: Uh, cold cuts. You really? know, more protein. Yeah, I mean, the syrup shots. I don't know. They, for some reason, it just. I. I don't. I feel like I shouldn't be putting syrup in my body. I mean, I don't, it just sounds weird to me, but like, and I'm, you know, proteins, but I don't know. That's a hard one. That's, that's a hard one. <laughs> that's <laughs> hard. Wow. That's going to really keep me up tonight. <laughs>
0: will Erica win over fans by the end of the season or will she completely tank her reputation?
1: Mm, I think she will. Um, hmm, that's good. I think, it's hard because I watch the shows differently than a lot of people watch the shows, and I think you watch the shows in a similar way that I do. But a lot of fa- a lot of fans, if they take what they see and they don't question it, she could possibly keep the fans that she already has. But I, I mean, I think it's one of those things that's going to split the audience completely. I think it's going to be obvious to both sides. Like, I think I'll be like, she's completely ruined herself, and there'll be people like, you go, girl, you stood up for yourself, girl. Like, it'll be that kind of thing. So. I have a feeling it's just going to be more of the same. It's not, it's going to be kind of middle of the road, but I will say production. I was kind of happy of how shady they were towards her. That had to have been, that had to have been by design. It had to have been like, you can't have Mikey running around like with all of these clothes. I mean, it just, it it felt so weird knowing that they know. I mean, I know this hat, like that happened during the season, but they, when they were editing, it, it had already happened. So they know.
0: That was was a point that I think somebody tried to make on my podcast a couple weeks ago where they said that like, or obviously not a couple weeks ago because it was just, it just happened last week. But someone mentioned it about how it couldn't have been production being shady because obviously they didn't know the scandal was going to break when they filmed this. But I'm like, you don't realize how much archived footage they have that they can easily just throw in about the house or the mansion or, you know, whatever that a lot of this is done in post-production that... The shade comes after filming.
1: It's like Vanderpump Rules last season, you know, love it or hate it. But what they did have was like eight seasons of being able to like do flashbacks of every time Sheena fell in love with the guy or every time Jack said he was a work in progress or every time. So that is all footage that you probably most likely will see keep being brought up throughout the season.
0: Team Heather Holla Thompson
1: or Team Leah. You know, Leah, on this specific instance, because, you know, that you can't... I mean, like, you can talk shit, like, and I talk shit, but, like, then you will... I, I also know that I'll probably get called on it at some point by somebody, Yeah. and I don't... Like, she did say those things. I don't necessarily agree with, like, Leah just completely bringing it up or, like, riling it up, but, like, I, I would have been... If I was Heather, I would have been acutely aware going into that scenario, knowing that I had said these things and that they were out there, you know, I mean, I really and she's a smart girl and she handled it. Heather handled it great. She really definitely handled it and like got it smoothed over. But I uh, I, I'm with Leah on that one.
0: On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you to see Jen Shaw get arrested on Salt Lake City?
1: oh i mean like the number doesn't exist i mean it's really all i'm living for right now so <laughs>
0: it's the first time we've ever i mean obviously they don't, they don't film the actual arrest arrest but they film the fbi raid they film her coming out of court like that was all done in live time like Teresa judice a lot of her stuff was like press clippings that were edited into the show but this is happening in real time i'm really excited about solid
1: imagine if we get a uh, coach Shaw pep talk with her behind bars Oh and it's, my like God. Was visiting, it's like, you do good in there, baby. Yeah.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Bailey, for coming on. Hashtag new filter with Zach Peter. Again, where can people follow you and support your podcast?
1: Uh, so bad it's good with ryan bailey uh on instagram and that is the podcast name as well uh you can follow me on all podcast outlets uh it's a daily pod so just pick and choose who you like to listen to have great guests on there, pop culture stories it's not just housewives we go into a bunch of you know we had a huge conversation about justin bieber this week so it's kind of all over the map give it a shot see if you like it but if not there's so many great pods. eventually there's a podcast for every single person living in this united states of america so you will find something you love and also just a reminder on anything not only like just with this podcast in mind the freest thing the easiest thing you can do is rate it five stars uh we put a lot of work into this for free um uh and it's some it's a passion project so if you want to support that if you want to keep going five stars really does help and i know that sounds yes. silly it's not egotistical but i'm telling you i've been having meetings lately and it is something that gets brought up so it's huge. if you can great you know
0: Please, please, please. You know it's interesting? There's a podcaster in this world with us, Ryan Bailey, that's paying people to leave us one star
1: scathing one star reviews.
0: Wait, what? I I don't I'll we can talk about it after. Oh, like, you know what? I
1: bet I know who it is. I think I, you I know think I've heard this. I think I've heard this from somebody else before, and now I'm scared. I'm like, I hope he leaves me alone.
0: <laughs> no, I just I was just I it just happened to me in, in a few of uh other shows that i am friends with but yeah it's like mm, so please support us leave us five stars like r- genuine or i look even if you don't want to give me five stars you want to give me four stars whatever is an honest genuine review because i love the feedback i love the critique and i'm willing to take that and please support so bad it's good with ryan bailey because it's a great fucking show and it, you do it daily now right
1: yeah, it's a daily podcast. Yeah. I mean, it is. But, you know, I mean, it's, if you do something you love, I mean, this is the first time that uh, that ever made sense to me, you know, is that yeah. I genuinely do it, it's work. Yeah, it's really, time consuming. But it's, uh, it really is fun. I mean, I, I was doing this in my personal life anyways. So now it's just recorded and, and I get to be frustrated with technical difficulties, <laughs> you know? No, I, I literally had my drive crash on me the other
0: day. And I've Hopefully didn't oh. lose a ton of footage. I'm giving it to the the tech gods to fix for me, which will hopefully be solved. Cause I did a a mini reunion with DJ Nicole Rose and Brody from Big Shot that was like a really oh. fun combo with the three of us that I'm hoping gets aired soon, but it's on that drive. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. I also forgot to mention the um when we were talking about Teddy, how shady is it that she filmed two scenes for this season and not once did we get a single glimpse of her in the trailer normally when there is a jill zarin cameo or something you see like a one second even in the big shot trailer we saw dorinda for like two seconds we didn't get any glimpse of teddy aside from her announcing it herself that she's coming on the show
1: yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't know if that's shady or I don't know if it's production going like, I don't know if we want to deal with the hate that this might cause. So, you know, I don't know.
0: I don't think she. they thought she would even they probably aren't even sure if it's going to make the season. And that
1: says a lot I mean, that. that- that is true and i don't i just uh but it's one of those things like once again i want to know what production is talking about i want to <laughs> know like to me that's the show i want to see is them like sitting around a table like talking this stuff out you know like what are we looking for this season like i want to know that stuff
0: i agree i agree thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with zach Beater. please go listen and support so bad it's good with ryan bailey your social handle again for everybody
1: it's So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey.
0: Yes, you can follow me at Just Plain Zach. You can follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And you can get my new wine, My Housewives Watching Wine, on sale with Elix June 10th. You can go to nofilterwine.com. You can sign up for updates. So as soon as it's available, you get first dibs. Go to nofilterwine.com right now. And June 10th, get ready. It's on sale at 11 a.m. Pacific. So you're going to want to be on the computer ready. You can get (laughs) some wine. So we can get lit this weekend and just have an ultimate summer of fun together, drinking, sipping some wine, spilling some tea. Please leave us five-star reviews because we love that validation. I'm a millennial. Are you, You're not a, are you? Are no, you,
1: no, no, no. I'm in my seventies. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a millennial. I love that validation. So please go and validate me and give us a follow, give us some reviews, and I will talk to you this Monday. All right, guys. Bye.